Glory to Jesus Christ, Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their history, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, and this is the story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the Light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by Eastern Christian Publications, where you can find the prayers of the Catholic Byzantine Daily Office at ecpubs.com and by easternchristianmedia.com, a broadband network for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches. That's easternchristianmedia.com. Glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loya, your host. And we are in the midst of what we call in the Eastern Churches the Philip's Fast or the Filipovka in Slavonic meaning a fasting period named after St. Philip, only because it happens to begin on his feast day back in the middle of November. Well, we're well into this Filipovka, and those of you, of course, of the Latin Rite would know this period as the Advent season. And it is a period of penance, of sort of cleaning house, of stepping back, divesting ourselves of things, so that we can open ourselves to receive, and that is to receive the presence of Christ. Christ in the ultimate gift, the great mystery. And speaking of gifts, many of you are probably thinking about gifts, the gift-giving season. And we have for you today a little bit of encouragement and guidance on that of where you might be able to shop, shop in an Eastern Christian fashion. We welcome to our program today one of our great friends of Light of the East, Mr. Jack Figel of Eastern Christian Publications. And he is fresh home from a great tour that he had that has a lot to do with our interest in the eastern lung of the church. But he also has some guidance for us on our Christmas shopping. So welcome, Jack, to Light of the East. Thank you, Father Tom. Good to be with you. Slava Jesus Christus. Slava Viki and glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. In a few weeks, we'll be changing that greeting, won't we? That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, to the greeting for the Christmas season during Nativity and, and up through Theophany. Absolutely. Yes, based on the book of Isaiah, God is with us. But we won't say that quite yet. We're still anticipating it. Right now, it's still glory to Jesus Christ. So once again, Jack, welcome to Light of the East. Now, Jack, as I mentioned, you've been traveling a bit, and you're going to report in about what you experienced in the Eastern churches in different parts of the world. Yes, back in uh, October, uh, the early part of the month, I spent about 10 days in Europe on a variety of missions, if you will, all sorts of uh, things from a different perspective, but all related to the Eastern churches. And uh, on reflecting on it, um, I was in Kiev, Ukraine, Oxford, England, and Constantinople, Turkey, all of which were parts of Europe, but none of them, none of those countries used the euro. Ukraine has its own local currency. England has never switched. And of course, Turkey also has its own currency. So it was quite an exciting trip. Now, now you mentioned three cities, Kiev, Oxford, and Constantinople. And that's kind of a strange... How does Oxford get in there? Well, uh, the connection is simply uh, where I needed to be and arrangements I had made for doing different activities. Uh, Kiev, 
uh, was a series of video interviews for our sister church's ecumenical education video project that I've been working on for about a year or so. We received from the funding for this whole trip uh, from the Patterson Foundation in Atlanta, Georgia, for me to uh, travel and interview uh, top church leaders uh, for that project. Uh, Oxford in England it was the residence or is the residence of Metropolitan Callistos of Diocleon, otherwise known as uh, Timothy Ware, retired professor from Oxford and a very, very well-known Orthodox theologian and writer. And we've been doing a series of uh, video lectures, recordings with him over the last several years. And uh, we took a couple of days and spent a, a, a period of time with him at his residence making another series on Christology. And then the third, of course, Constantinople, Istanbul, Turkey, was a short but uh, very important meeting with His All Holiness, Ecumenical Patriarch Bartholomew, to uh, finalize plans, the theme, speakers, and the dates for our Oriental Illumin Conference there in Constantinople next summer. Well, let's go back to Kiev. Who did you interview there? So in Kiev, uh, we had made arrangements uh, ahead of time to do video interviews with Cardinal Lubomir Hussar, the former head of the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church worldwide, uh, now retired and uh, residing in Kiev. His successor, Archbishop Sviatoslav Shemchuk, uh, who uh, is one of the youngest archbishops uh, in the Catholic Church today, was elected that, to that post just a few years ago, and he also agreed to do a, a short interview with us. And then uh, we also interviewed, just because he happens to be an American, the current papal nuncio to Ukraine to get a you know Roman Catholic perspective on ecumenical issues and things in in Ukraine. So those three interviews had been arranged ahead of time, and and we scheduled them over a couple of days at the first part of October. Uh, and then while I was there, uh, a Orthodox priest friend of mine who uh, has been a speaker at our conferences in the past arranged at the last minute for me to meet one of the members of the Holy Synod of the Ukrainian Orthodox Church of the Moscow Patriarchate that's headquartered in Kiev, an Archbishop Antoni. And then we did a, uh, a video interview with the head of that church, Metropolitan Vladimir Sobodan, who is uh, uh, somewhat ill. He's uh, in failing health. He's, he's in his 80s, I believe. Uh, but uh, they graciously allowed me to do an interview with him and to meet him, and uh, it was all very, uh, very exciting. So what was the perspective from the these Orthodox leaders? Well, it was interesting. They seemed to be much more open than I've known in the past, even just the, the notion of, of meeting with me uh, as a Catholic from, from the West, uh, even at a, at a last-minute uh, kind of uh, meeting, uh, to interview, especially Metropolitan Vladimir, on camera and, and video to discuss ecumenical topics. Just the notion of uh, them discussing them uh, is a change that I've seen in the last 10 or 15 years. So uh, just the fact that they met with us uh, and, and agreed to do these uh, recordings was uh, even a step forward. And it was interesting that all of the leaders that I interviewed, to the fundamental questions I asked of why unity was important, they all seemed to have the same answer. That was that it was Christ's commandment to his disciples that we all be one, that we hear in John, I believe it's chapter 21, the famous quote that's used and was used by blessed uh, Pope John Paul II in his document, Utunum Sin. So there seem to be better relations right now. You sense that between the Ukrainian Orthodox Church and the Ukrainian Byzantine Catholic Church in Kiev. Yes, that's right. Very, very much so. It's uh, 
they seem to have uh, you know put aside a lot of the tensions of the past. There are some new players involved uh, in terms of personnel, and and I think this next the the, the next generation or the current generation of church leaders have grown up uh, since communism, and the church, both Catholic and Orthodox, have sort of come into their own uh, after the communists left town now some 20 years ago. And what was your sense of the the, the health of these churches, their, their vibrancy, both the Orthodox and the Eastern Catholic churches in, in Kiev, Ukraine? Incredibly strong. I was there on a weekday, and in all the churches that we visited, so in, in addition to the interviews that I did, uh, we also took a, a day to go around and walk through churches and visit various places, the famous museums, Hagia Sophia uh, that's there. We went to the Pacherska Lavra, the, the monastery, the caves. All the churches were filled with people, tourists walking around, but also services. The, the people seemed to be so pious, and there were lots of them, both in Catholic churches as well as Orthodox churches. And um, How about the youth? Most of the people were young people. They weren't, they, wow. they, were, they were, you know, your sort of normal sort of older folks, as, as we would call them, the babas, you know, the <laughs> little old ladies with the babushkas and the, you know, the very wrinkled faces, you know, that are just there praying and lighting candles. But, but the churches were filled with young people, children, young, you know, sort of 20-something parents bringing their children to church. Uh, it, was, it was a very vibrant and active church life from what I could see, both in Catholic and Orthodox uh, situations. And of course, our listeners have to be reminded that these were the churches that have come out recently from under communist oppression, you know, terrible oppression. So it's great to see that they're they're still embracing their faith now that now that they have that freedom and that hopefully secularism and more relativism that seems to be pervading the Western world won't uh, creep in there at least too not too quickly or intensely. It's great to see and hear that they're they're still embracing the, their faith and, and now they have the freedom for it. And what's interesting too, uh, I think that follows along with that. Uh, my my host and the folks that I was speaking with that you know could speak English were telling me that some of the surveys and and the impressions that people in the public have is that the leaders of the churches, both Catholics and Orthodox, are more respected and have a stronger following amongst the lay persons than the political leaders. Well, that's well, that's encouraging. Huh? <laughs> lay, the, the lay people, the person in the pew, as I call them, uh, trusted their church leaders more than their political leaders. Wow. Wow. Now that's a, <laughs> that's a switch, huh? <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a flip-flop, huh? <laughs> well, when we come back, what we're going to do, as I promised, Jack's going to explain to us and guide us in a different type of Christmas shopping for our listeners, especially Eastern style. Our guest today is Jack Fiegel, good, great old friend here. I am Father Thomas Leia on Light of the East. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion. And to tell the story of the Eastern lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support in order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to ByzantineCatholic.com. That's ByzantineCatholic.com. Click on the radio button and then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. 
Glory to Jesus Christ. My name is Deacon Michael Lee, and I would like to personally invite you to come and receive life. I am Father Thomas Loya, inviting you to discover life, unwrap, and explore John's gospel as a profound preparation for the nativity of Christ. Jesus, the Good Shepherd in the Gospel of St. John, says that he came to bring us life and that we might have that life abundantly. And while we're unwrapping John's gospel, we'll examine the themes of incarnation, personhood, the most holy trinity, faith, the holy mystery, and our call to holiness to name a few. Find out for yourself. Join us Tuesday evenings beginning at 6.30 p.m. Eastern during the Phillips Fast, November 20th through December 18th at the Byzantine Catholic Cultural Center located at 2420 West 14th Street in Cleveland's historic Tremont neighborhood. Can't make it to the center? Watch the live streaming video online and email your questions or comments to be part of the conversation. Visit bizcathculturalcenter.org for complete details. You're listening to Father Thomas on Light of the East. Welcome to a St. Nicholas Minute. Why does St. Nicholas deliver gifts under the cover of night? Well, that tradition began in my hometown of Patara in Asia Minor when I came to the help of a destitute man who had three grown daughters. He was so poor that he could barely feed them. Because he was so desperate, he was tempted to sell them into slavery. Then I remembered the words of Jesus who said, When you give to the poor, don't let your left hand know what the right hand is doing. And so I put together three bags of gold coins and tossed them through the window at night to help them. That was the first of my midnight visits. And that's the reason to this very day, even when I'm dressed as Santa Claus, I still deliver gifts under the cover of night. May the same love, joy, and peace that the angels proclaimed on that first Christmas animate your own heart to give hope to those most in need. For Christ is born. Glorify Him. Welcome back to Light of the East, as we are deep into the Advent season, as they say, in the western lung of the church. In the eastern lung of the church, we would call it the Philip's Fast, or Philipovka. And hopefully you are fasting, praying, fasting, divesting, instead of taking on, as the world tells us to do. And most importantly, I urge you, participate in the sacrament of confession. One of the best things you can do to clean house, to open up our hearts, our soul, our whole being to the coming of the Messiah, the Lord God in the flesh on Christmas. This is a reality. We say God is with us on Christmas Day in the Eastern churches, and it's because we believe that. We live it as though it truly is happening, because it is happening. The one, one single great mystery, the one event is ongoing. We participate in it each year, but we do so by preparing. So it's a great time to clean house, go to confession, fast, pray, read the scripture, Have more silent time. Notice what I'm telling you is everything the opposite of what the world is telling you. But that's why we're here at Light of the East. Now, we also have here a great friend of Light of the East, Jack Fiegel. He's going to kind of be a St. Nicholas for us. As I know, many of you are shopping. It's the gift-giving season. I realize that. But also, it's the season of St. Nicholas. And so, Jack's going to be a little bit of a St. Nicholas for us. Jack's got all kind of presents for us. Jack, tell us about some of the things you have and some of the things people might be interested in their Christmas shopping. Sure, Father. Thank you for uh, inviting me to uh, talk about a number of different things. The first, for more of our Slavic listeners, but perhaps for others as well, is we have some great CDs of Christmas carols 
from the days of the two seminary choir uh, tours. Uh, these are the seminary choirs from Uzhrod, Ukraine, and from Threshov, Slovakia. And one of the CDs that we made of each choir was just a series of Christmas carols from their, their traditions that we can listen to in the car. We also have DVDs if you want to watch the choir, like you watch the Mormon Tabernacle Choir on television. Well, this is not quite so many people, but they are just as wonderful to watch. And uh, so we have Christmas CDs and Christmas recordings uh, available uh, through the uh, OLTV website. Of course, all this stuff can be ordered uh, either from our office by phone or from our website, which is uh, olconference.com. The online catalog has all of these uh, video and CD recordings. We've also been doing some new uh, CD and DVD recordings. There have been in the past uh, six weeks uh, the encounters of the Eastern Catholic Churches, and we've uh, been doing the recordings of the two of the three that are available through the OLTV uh, media outlet. So the uh, speeches and the liturgies that were held in the Haroldsboro, New Jersey conference, and in Los Angeles, uh, California. Those are also available for uh, anyone who's interested in, in more of the, the cerebral-type gifts. We've also got, of course, uh, a whole series of lectures by such theologians as uh, Metropolitan Callistos of Diocleo, Timothy Ware, Father Robert Taft, Father Lawrence Cross, and others, so that uh, for the person who has just about everything, perhaps they don't have lectures about topics such as the Trinity, liturgy, the Eucharist, some things on Scripture. You mentioned earlier about repentance and this period of, of the Philip's fast and preparing for, for the Nativity of our Lord. One of our programs is about involuntary sin by Father Maximus of the monastery in Wisconsin. Now that's an interesting concept, very Eastern concept, involuntary sin. Yes, and it's, it's a six-part lecture series that you, you ask the question, well, what's involuntary sin, or what are sins that I involuntarily do? And it's very interesting how he approaches it. He, he talks about them in theory from the perspective of, of the ancient fathers, but then gives some practical explanations and discussions that I, I won't give the punchline or the secrets away, but topics such as miscarriages on the part of women, hmm. and fighting in wars on the part of men. And once again, these are from, uh, where, where can you get these these topics? The, these All of these are lectures and our programs, we call them adult enrichment. We have about 30 packages now. Each package has six to eight lectures in it, and they're all available from the OL Conference online catalog of media. So they can go to, uh, once again, the website is? Yeah, the website is www, of course, olconference.com. And from the home page, click on the online catalog and select the adult enrichment option. Now, for the benefit of our listeners, Jack is acting as a kind of a St. Nicholas here, and it's not just an advertisement. Many times, you, you listeners, and people that I come across will ask me, where can we go to learn more about the Eastern churches? And many times what I'm being asked, in essence, is how do we find a place that's sort of a one-stop shopping place? Well, that's one of the reasons why we have Jack here today, especially during the season of shopping and of gift-giving, because people oftentimes, I know all of you, many of you who contact me, who listen and who I run across, I know you want to kind of look for that one source. And it's, it, there is no one particular source that's got it all together, but there are certain sources that have a lot that you can go to. And there's nothing wrong with giving yourself a gift during this season of giftedness. So if you go to Jack's website, and again, once again, Jack, those sources are? Yeah, uh, olconference.com for the media. And then, Father, we have a whole series of uh, new books, 
some books related to uh, the season and other topics at ecpubs.com. So there's actually two different places. The books and print material that perhaps people are more familiar with is at ecpubs.com. And all of the media, the uh, audio recordings are available at olconference.com, including things such as our daily office prayer service, our monthly new magazine called Theosis, and uh, books by Father Slazinski, Father Jack Custer, and a whole series of other authors, uh, all available through those two websites. And again, these are great gifts for anyone, but also for yourself. Do yourself a favor, because obviously... I don't think uh, too many people are going to think of these things as gifts to give you who are listening. So it's okay to give yourself the gift and share that gift with others. So, again, ecpubs.com, right? Right. And olconference.com. Right. But, Jack, you've got something else in your little St. Nicholas bag there, something else going on, something having to do with iconography, correct? Yes, that's right. As part of the Year of Faith, Villanova University has been hosting an icon exhibit called Icon, Doorway to the Kingdom, at their art gallery near Philadelphia. The exhibit opened uh, back in the middle of October. They've been having a series of lectures. The librarian from Mount Sinai from St. Catherine's Monastery gave a lecture about the history of icons. In fact, uh, uh, just in the last week or so, there's been a panel discussion about the icon of Mary and Elizabeth greeting each other. And uh, just last week, Metropolitan Callistos came from Oxford and gave a lecture on the exact topic of icons and how they work in our spiritual life and help us find our way to the kingdom through our lives and and the meaning of icons uh, in our lives. These lectures are also uh, available through OLTV on the OL Conference Media page. And last but not least, we walked around with Father John Perich, the organizer of the exhibition, a, a priest of the Orthodox Church there in Philadelphia, who's brought together some 150 icons religious articles, relics of saints from all over the world, from Byzantium, from Russia, from just all over the place, and has created probably the most expansive exhibition of iconography I personally have seen in my whole life. It it rivals any museum, and it's been brought together. Unfortunately, it's closing next week, December the 16th, but the organizer did a video tour recording for me, and so a recorded uh, tour explaining all the icons and their significance from the various sections of the exhibition are also available through the OO Conference online catalog. And this is, again, at Villanova University? Yes. It's the art gallery at the Connolly Center at Villanova University, uh, the Augustinian uh, University outside of uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And I understand that another Father Loya is part of this. Yes, your cousin, Father Joe Loya, <laughs> who's a professor there at Villanova, was one of the panel members, and I think the... the uh, He served as the uh, moderator, if you will, of the discussion with two or three other Orthodox and Eastern Catholic priests uh, dealing with the subject of Mary and Elizabeth greeting. And they were going to tie that discussion, or they tied that discussion, uh, in with um, uh, right-to-life issues and the unborn. I'll let the listeners in on a little secret. When uh, Father Joseph Loya, who's giving this sterling talk on this subject, was preparing for it, he called his cousin, Father Tom Loya, for a little bit of advice on iconography. So, But I'm sure it's going to be a fine, sterling performance by my cousin, Father Joseph Loya. <laughs> well, Jack, we really appreciate having you on our program today. Thanks for bringing your bag of gifts, playing the St. Nicholas for us, and hopefully people will avail themselves of it for themselves. It's okay to do that. Give yourself a gift, a gift of understanding more deeply the Eastern Christian spirituality and in that way understanding Christ 
more deeply. That is, of course, the whole purpose of our entering into this season of Christmas, of the birth of the Messiah, the coming of God in the flesh. Again, Jack, thank you for being with us. And one more time, the references. Yep, books available from EC Pubs, that's ecpubs.com, and the media, the CDs, the DVDs, available on olconference.com. And Father Tom, uh, greetings to you and all your listeners during this upcoming holiday season, Christmas season. May Christ bless all of us in the new year as well. And may God bless you and all of you who are listening. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion. And to tell the story of the Eastern lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to ByzantineCatholic.com. That's ByzantineCatholic.com. Click on the radio button and then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. Would you like to hear this Light of the East program again? Welcome to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loya. Or hear Father Loya's companion program, A Body of Truth. Just visit the radio page at ByzantineCatholic.com. That's ByzantineCatholic.com. Or hear it again. Hear it again. Hear it again. Hear it again. For the first time. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will return to the Light of the East. To find out more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, byzantinecatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue this program with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount would be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East 14610. Will Cook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. That's Light of the East, 14610, Will Cook Road, spelled W-I-L-L-C-O-O-K, Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. From the Light of the East, a new dawn of unity is in sight. God bless you, go with God, and may God bless you and grant you many happy years. (laughs) 